episode for life and legacy. I am Michael Coleman, your host. And again, it is always my pleasure to be here sitting in this chair, being able to talk to you about the places you're going, the things you're doing and whatever is on your mind today. You know, one of the things we're going to look in today is the opportunity to know exactly what's on your mind. You know, so many times I think throughout the day, we have a lot of thoughts, sometimes wayward thoughts and things that just kind of distract us from our main purpose and those things that should be in front of us, the things that we want to obtain. And, you know, I believe the struggle, especially since we've talked about it in the past episodes, the struggle with being able to discipline your mind and understand that indeed that discipline is often uh, the result of you being able to tell your feelings to go somewhere to sit down and shut up or sit down and be quiet, depending on who's listening today. Hopefully, mom, you're not mad at me. So, hey, listen, we do. We do. We want to we want to we want to challenge you today to be able to know what is your purpose in life. And even if you can find your purpose, find your place. Now, I said, well, how can I find my place without my purpose? Oftentimes, believe it or not. You can find your place, and once you found your place, you can find your purpose. But your place can expand once your purpose is revealed. And what do you mean, Mike, by finding my place? Well, finding your place would mean that you're following through with some of the basic edicts, some of the basic commandments, some of the basic things of discipline, like minding your own business. That's a good thing. To mind your own business is a good thing. Guess what? There's not necessarily a purpose attached to that. That's just a good thing to do. Not talking about your neighbor and uh, keeping your mouth, you know, basically on your food and maybe on the ones you love to kiss them, right? And not on other people. These are good things to do. You're finding, guess what? I'm building a place here. I'm building an atmosphere because if you fail to actually talk about somebody, when others want to talk about that individual, those individuals who like talking about people won't be around you. So guess what that means? You're building a place, right? A home is made normally of four, at least four walls. And that place called home is usually a place of comfort where you go in and you find rest. If you can't find rest around the people you're around, then that is not your place. That is not a place you want to call home. If you know you're at odds and if you're struggling, if in your mind you know and you're contemplating, if your conscience is eating you up or maybe just nagging at you just a little bit, yeah, that's not your place. So find your place. And once you find your place, you can find your purpose. And I know some people have tried to tell us that, you know, I did not get, no, 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 listen. There is something to be said about being able to get into that purpose. And I think it's kind of interesting that we spend an inordinate amount of time getting after purpose. What's your purpose? While it is very important, it is very important. That's the word I wanted to use. It is very important to find your purpose. It is just as important to find your place. Because if you find your purpose and you're in the wrong place, how much more 
will it be or how much more of an effort would it be for you to try to climb up out of that place and even more so fulfill your purpose if you're in the wrong place? Now, that's something to think about. And I think oftentimes God is trying to get us into the right place so that we can get into our purpose and then exercise his will in the kingdom. If we do that, things shift to the right, to the left, things shift underneath our feet, and God elevates us up, right? He puts us in places where we want to be, but it requires us to do some of the basic things and that just bring us into good spaces and places with God. As a matter of fact, First Peter 1 and 14 has become one of my favorite scriptures here. It says, like obedient children, do not comply with the evil urges you used to follow in your ignorance. That scripture is chalk full of just whatever. I mean, it's like Campbell's soup verse, right? You need to be obedient. That's just it. Obedience does not require understanding. Can I say that one more time? I know you've heard it before, but I want to, I want to speak. Maybe some of you haven't heard it before. Your obedience does not require you to understand what's going on. It just means you just need to trust that what's just been said it's true, and you go do it. When it's done, you will understand why. Maybe later on in life, you'll get an understanding of why it needed to happen that way. And even some of you, depending on your age, you're probably at this stage in life where you say, now I understand why this happened. Now I understand. Now you understand. You have to be brought into the knowledge. Some things can't be revealed to you when you're two because you don't have the you don't have the concept. You don't have an understanding of what it is to even drive a car or two. You see people driving cars. You may even mimic people driving cars. But the act, actual motor functions, what's necessary for you to grow mentally uh, and being able to understand how to make change lanes, let alone look out for cars, be defensive driver. You have no idea at the age of two, what it is to be a defensive driver, right? That is the reason why God has maybe put you on certain tracks where you just need to be in the right place and just be obedient, right? And and when you start being obedient, you won't comply with the e-word. So let's say there's another scripture that talks about when I want to do good, evil is present with me, right? I think there's Romans, the seventh chapter, and he says, when I want to do good, evil, is present with me. And I know some of us talk about the evil urges, and I'm not just talking about people. I'm talking about sometimes the things that just walk through the confines and the corridors of your mind about how you should treat people and how you want to, what you might want to do to other people. I thank God that some of the things that run through my mind, I never execute on. I know some of you probably, you know, you got it all together, but I'm talking to the rest of you who happen to tune in and you don't have it all together. You, you, you're still struggling with some things and you, maybe you say, I'm going to wrestle that idea, that thought to the ground. And it is good to wrestle ideas and thoughts to the ground because some of them don't need to be standing up in your way. There are thoughts that will come to you and you don't need them standing in front of you. You don't need them as opposition. You don't need to feed them. You don't need them to grow. You don't need to know the pants to wear the shoe sizes either. You want those things to be underneath your feet, right? You want them, you want it to be something you step on to get to the next level. So there are evil urges and it goes on you used to follow. So you follow those urges. And, and listen, sometimes, you know, yeah, you get an urge for maybe a bag of this and a, 
uh, a little swig of that. Maybe you get an urge for it. The question is, where are these urges coming from? Right? Are they intentional? Are they whimsical? Are they whimsical? Are they those things that just kind of like, I just feel like it. Right. So here's the danger in doing everything you just feel like doing. You might feel like doing this and might feel like doing that. And the next thing you know, you'll end up doing things you don't feel like doing under the under the hands of authority figures. Right. Those people who tell you what to do and you have to obey them. See, here's it. Here's the thing. You can choose to change before change chooses you. So I'm saying if you know that, hey, these evil urges are things that have come when you were ignorant, that's what it says, when you used to follow it in your ignorance, then, yeah, you don't want to do that again. I mean, you know it's wrong. Why would you go back to something that you know does not profit you, does not bring you wealth, is not good for your life or your legacy? You have to weigh it out. Hey, how about this? Maybe if you're a competitor, how about this? How about just not letting the devil win? It not be wouldn't that be good? Not letting the enemy or your adversary win. And sometimes the best way not to let your adversary win, especially if they've done you wrong, is to smile. See, because sometimes say revenge is sweet and best dish served cold. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm going to tell you, sometimes the best thing to do is to show somebody who's done you wrong so much love that they can't figure it out. So much love that maybe the enemy or their little imp that's on the inside of them is scratching their head, right? And they're going insane, trying to figure it out. Like, why you keep smiling at me when they know you've done wrong or they've done you wrong? You say, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's lovely. Now, when you trust in God, you're going to be obedient. When you don't trust in God, that's the reason why we seldom are obedient. Because we don't believe that he's going to execute justice and judgment as quickly as we want him to. Right? We want him to be a six shooter. We want it to be a high noon, shoot out, shoot down. We want him to pour down like C-130, putting down some 99 millimeters with XK ranges and all that kind of stuff with a napalm. And we just want to blow it up. But listen, that's not how it works. Right. Uh, God is a God of grace and mercy. Uh, and when he executes vengeance, if it is necessary, that means your enemy has run out of chances to get it right. And oftentimes I believe God serves up justice just to help them get it right. Hmm. It is. After all, all right, the only way you get deliverance is through judgment. I know you don't want to hear that. But the slaves that were in Egypt got delivered because God executed judgment on all the little G gods of Egypt. When he executed judgment on the last little G being Pharaoh, they were set free. Judgment brings about freedom. Justice brings about freedom for those who are on the righteous side of God. Now, about this thing called righteousness, I want to break this down. I've come to understand, listen, that at some point in time, depending on where you are and what you're doing, right, 
If you want to be the best at something, I believe there's a scripture out there, specifically at 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 25th verse. It says something to the effect that he that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things, right? He's temperate in all things. Now, the intent here is that if he's striving for the mastery, he's temperate in all things, which means he's got his emotions in lock or she has emotions in lock. And they have the ability to know what to do, when to do it, and not be driven by every wind. By everything, everything that blows the wrong way. They might even understand the, the right, the right wind may push them into a place that they never thought they'd be in. And you understand how to use the wind for your benefit. Uh, there's a saying that says specifically the, uh, uh, the pessimist, uh, is upset at the strong wind that blows while they're sailing. Uh, the optimist, uh, says that one day the wind will stop blowing. Uh, but the champion adjusts the sails on the boat. The understanding here is that the champion or the leader or the person who's got his mindset right understands that there is power to be used if you move the right thing and take advantage of it. So no matter what it is, I want to let you know, no matter what it is, whatever the betrayal, whatever it is, the heartache, however it came, whatever it is, if you use it the right way, it will push you into your destiny. And you what might find that it helps you find the right place as you discover your purpose. Saying all that to say this, that there is a, there's a need in, in, in the mindset of people. If you're going to be temperate in all things, if you're going to be the one who masters these things. And, you know, we've talked about this and I, I kind of broached the subject once before. But sin is just that missing the mark. So you imagine Bruce Lee. I don't know if you've ever looked at Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee was one of the best mixed martial arts ever, right? He, he was par excellence. He is the guy. I mean, I think he was doing push-ups with two fingers at one time, one arm, right? One, just one arm push-ups with two fingers. It's crazy. He had a dedication, uh, to beat none. A none could beat his dedication, rather. Uh, and that means that he mastered things. I'm sure there were times he may not have wanted to get up. There were times he didn't want to go out there and hustle and, and get, get the training on, right? Kobe, uh, LeBron, Michael Jordan, all these people that we speak of. Uh, you know what? Sometimes we think that discipline is a natural thing, but I'm going to tell you discipline, I believe, is really spiritual because how else, how else could you push your emotions to the back? Except you were driven by purpose and discipline was the thing you ate every day. You're driven by purpose and discipline is the thing you ate every day. It is the thing that you could hear the call and you could, you would know that this is what I'm supposed to be. So you would cast everything else aside as long as you could continue to do this. Now, there is something to be said that you need harmony. I'm not going to say balance, but you need harmony because it's very Difficult to become very good at something, very masterful at something, and still not understand. If I, in order for me to be the master at this, it's going to take me 10 hours a day for the next three years. Now, some of you who've gone to school know what I'm talking about, right? You didn't create balance in your life. How could you have balance in your life when you're going to school and you're working and you have children? The best thing you could create is harmony. You could create a harmony. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm giving you an hour. We're going to spend quality time. We're going to make sure it impacts. We're going to spend time with our children. But listen, we got to make this his word, his word, his word. We got to make this sacrifice in order for tomorrow to be better. 
And that's what a, wiz- what a wise person does. He executes wisdom by understanding how to bring harmony into his life or her life so that things can become better. But this is how you master things, right? You master these things. But when we actually put our hand towards sin, we choose to miss the mark of mastering. We choose to actually say, today I'm taking a take, I'm taking a day off. I'm not going to be the best that I could be today. And as a matter of fact, you know what? Uh, my emotions are getting the better of me and, and I'm just going to do whatever it makes me feel. I'm going to eat that thing I know I'm not supposed to eat. I'm going to do that thing I know I'm not supposed to do. How do I know? Guess what? Uh, my time's almost up. Guess what? It's not just you. I know as well. I've been doing the same thing. I remember a time in my life when my marriage was not as great. And I tell you, I could demolish a bag of Oreos. I could. I could. Me and milk and the Oreos would make the... Man, I'll tell you right now. Boy, I thank God. I finally got to the point where I got them down to five Oreos a night. And then I realized that there were some other things I needed to do, like pray for my wife and pray for my family. I realized it wasn't necessarily uh, just the simple fact of what, what things I was thinking of. I learned how God learned. God taught me how to change my perspective through a friend of mine, Ayn Sharpen's Ayn. Shout out to you. You know who you are. There are things that just have to happen in our lives, though. It made me so much more appreciative of my family, of my wife, of the people around me. It made me so much appreciative, more appreciative of the grace of God and the love that he has toward me. And it actually helped me to see what it means to miss the mark. Right. I could never have the marriage I have today if I didn't do the self-evaluation and realize that I had the wrong perspective and I had created the wrong place. And maybe not only that, but there are more times than not that I could have done better. I was not seeking to master. I was seeking at some point in time just to be just to feel good, just to feel like I had my emotions in check. I wanted to make sure that everything was going good for me. Or maybe uh, things are just not right. And I said, well, that's not the best for me. There are times, you know, believe it or not, we do that to ourselves. Well, we put ourselves out like that and we want, we think time is running out. Time is not running out. I guarantee you, time is not running out. If anything, if you want to live longer, I guarantee you. Put your trust in God and watch what it'll do. All right, that's a side note. But coming back to this, listen, the mastery of these things is important. But mastery includes you being able to get into harmony. Mastery includes you being able to understand that you wrestle not uh, against those. uh, Sometimes you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against uh, rulers of dark things in different worlds that try to take you out, that try to bring you down, that try to hold you down. Right. It could you go. You said, what, man, you're getting spooky. I'm not getting spooky. You go into an office space and you see the look on some people's faces. And you're trying to tell me, oh, you tell me this. Somebody walks into an office space and shoots somebody. Is that not a dark space? That's a dark place. Right. There, there are places where people go with the confines in their mind where they lose contact with reality, lose all value for life. Right. There there are these things that that, so you have to be mindful of the people you are around. You have to be mindful of how you could set 
the atmosphere. You could be the person who actually changes the life of the people around you simply because you find the right place. And then you finally navigate towards your purpose. I think that we need to get to that point where we find the right place. We discipline ourselves. We get in the right place. And guess what? When you're in the right place, mm, great things happen. A good example. I'll just use this example. Maybe I'll draw back on your childhood. Hopefully, you know, you could never get the gifts from Santa. For those of you who had parents who told you about Santa, mom, I forgive you. But those who told you about Santa, right? You could never be sitting by the tree when Santa came. Where'd you have to be? You got to be in bed or at least pretend to be in bed, right? can't be in the room. You have to be in the right place. I'm using an example just to bring some some fun into it. But th- this is true. You have to be in the right place. You can't get what you've been expecting in the wrong place. right? So you have to be mindful. And I, my time again is almost up. I'm trying to make sure I time myself very well and that you get it. This might be part one uh, of a multi-series, but it's a culmination of things because what I want to do is make sure as I grow, you grow and you hear what I have heard. Therefore, you know that I am trying to give you everything that's needful uh, to, to, to get to the next level in your life uh, to understand this. That, uh, and I'm still working with the idea that I want to win. I do. I do. But I think I really want the devil to lose maybe a little bit even more. I want the enemy to lose even more. And if that means me learning how to do things just the right way according to what an obedient child of God would do, what a child of promise and a child of covenant would do. Yes, I'm a child of promise and I'm a child of covenant. That's why I am. Now, maybe somebody who's listening, you may not be a person of faith. I'm going to invite you in to learn a little bit more about uh, Jesus Christ. And it's up to you. I'm going to let you know. It's definitely up to you. It will always be your choice. It will always be your choice. But I'm going to invite you to to learn a little bit because I, I think what you've learned or heard about Christianity isn't really all that you should have heard, right? Uh, there is salvation, there's deliverance, and there's an opportunity here to find true absolution, true deliverance. There's an opportunity as well to know what it means. So yeah, you might miss the mark, but guess what? Tomorrow you can get back up. And with assurance, hmm, with assurance, he will help you get to the next level. You just got to be obedient. It's still that spiritual part. I know sometimes we count again discipline as something natural, but I beg to differ. Discipline requires more than the natural man, right? Requires more than that. So listen, my time is almost up. I'm going to encourage you today again to find your place, right? Find that place. Create the right place for your mind. Create the right place for your mind to cultivate good ideas, to cultivate uh, better ideas better habits and even better desires to cultivate, if you will, uh, a mindset that, that invites great things to happen. It's a, it's a habitation for great things. It, even how you move and throughout the day, they call it a spirit of excellence, right? I call it a spirit of do right, right? When you do right, you, everything happens to go right. It doesn't just happen, I should say, go right. It does go right. Even when wrong shows up, wrong is an agent to get you right, right? I, I, I've seen places and times where people have gone through inspections, got things wrong, but if you did it right at the end, you can get it right. But you would have never known what right was if you didn't see wrong. Hmm. 
So to that, I, su- I submit to you, each and every one of you. Hey, listen, do the best thing for you and your family, right? Go ahead and find your place and let God help you with your purpose. Until next time, I want to say we're going to continue to do this for your life and your legacy. We love you. You take care now. Yeah. And remember, there is greatness inside of you. We're here to help you get it out. And I know you know that. You know you can. You know there's greatness inside of you. Go ahead and tell yourself, God's made me great for such a time as this. Like and share.